0: Corbin, and it actually sort of its mouth cracks open, skin bursting open, but the dried blood inside doesn't leak out, and it says,
1: You fool 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 you, you
0: have covered. Yes, 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 yes. And then she fades into nothing. Silence festers in the space between the fading echoes of the Lich's condemnation and the final breath of Cornelius. After all this time, and all they've been through, he is dead, and at the hands of Corbin. This realization sinks Corbin to his knees, staring at the body of Cornelius lying on the table before him. His companions turn to give him this moment. Thidel inspects the room, keeping a careful eye on the magical portal, as Ravage wanders back up the steps, when suddenly...
2: Fuck! We have a problem!
0: Thidel rushes up to the door, joining Ravage, concern flashing across her mask. After a moment, concern is replaced with dread as she sees the swarm of the undead lurching down the hall toward them.
2: This is bad. We don't have an exit. What about that magic door? Right, because portals opened by an evil lich are always safe, and the zombies would certainly wait on this side and not follow us through. But the scenery in the portal keeps shifting. We be safe. I don't trust it. Well, then I have to make an exit. For us. Through them.
0: Ravage turns back toward the undead and grips his blade tightly. His knuckles pop and snap while lightning crackles across the skin of his forearms. A deep growl begins to build in the back of his throat.
2: Ravage, we don't have a chance against a maze full of zombies. The tortured god would certainly enjoy our horrid deaths, but I believe he would also bless our perseverance through this adversity. I see only two options, then. We chance the portal, or we fight! Hurry, companion. Bar the door. This is a room full of arcane mysteries. There must be something here to aid us.
0: Thydel leaps from the steps and begins to search the room. She rapidly turns over shelves and tables, searching through leather satchels stuffed with supplies and boxes full of mysterious arcane implements. Ravage, meanwhile, is bracing a table against the doors. But before he can even finish... The zombies begin slamming across his makeshift barricade.
2: Hurry, Thidel! Corbin, help me! There isn't much time!
3: There's no damn point, Thidel. After all I've been through, he's dead. He has passed, but we yet live, at least for now.
0: The doors start to buckle under the onslaught of the undead horde. Ravage is forced back. He quickly recovers and lashes out with his blade.
2: Fuck! We're out of time! I haven't found anything yet. Hold the door! I can't, and if I'm going to fight, I need both of you at my side. Corbin is less than cooperative in that regard. Then we take the magic portal. We don't have this choice. But we don't know how it works, or where it leads.
0: Ravage backs down the stairs, slashing out at the zombies as they come at him.
2: Wherever it goes, it's not in a dead-end maze full of fucking zombies. Truth. Corbin, let's go. Leave me. Grab him.
0: As zombies start to fill the room, Ravage throws Gorman over his shoulder and sprints toward the portal. Fidel is hot on his heels, sweeping up one of the rucksacks bulging with supplies as she runs. The three heroes vanish through the glowing portal of energy, leaving the zombies behind. The group tumbles into sunshine and white sand. The smell of salt water fills their nostrils. Ravage drops Corbin down and turns, Blade ready to meet the zombie horde. But all he sees is sand and water. The portal has vanished, leaving the three adventurers alone. Ravage begins to scout the beach they have found themselves on. Corbin sits in the sand, lost in his contemplation. Fidel looks through the bag she grabbed, seeing what they have to work with. She pauses after finding a worn leather journal. She flips through it for a moment, and then turns to Corbin.
2: You need to read this. Not now. Yes, now. This is Cornelius's journal.
0: Corbin looks up sharply and reaches a tentative hand out for the book. Thidel hands it to him, then leaves him in peace to read. It is with great sadness that I write this tale.
4: I have relived these happenings every day in my memories, but now I must record them with pen and ink. My time is nearing an end, and the facts of my life must be shared, especially with my son. Corbin, I hope you are reading this after we have had a chance to speak, and if not, you have my deepest apologies. This tale begins with my death.
3: Wait! One of our fallen brothers lies here.
4: It was the last great war, and we were drowning under the onslaught of the Lich King's undead army. I had barely seen my 20th summer, but there I was in the field of battle, dying in a war we could not hope to win. Here,
3: boy, let me help you up. Drink this water. (gasps)
4: So, if only we had time to help him.
3: Please! I'm sure we can take a moment just to ease his suffering.
4: We do not have time to spare. The General is expecting us on the front lines. He must have our dedicated support if we are to see an
3: end to this tragic war. It is my duty to aid those in pain and I can spare a minor spell to ease his suffering.
4: That is the call to arms. You are not a fool, Cleric. Those wounds are mortal and your healing magics are intended for better people. The boy's valor will be rewarded by the gods in the afterlife. We must go. Now! Please! I'm sorry, my child. And they left me there.
3: But after a moment... Here, boy. It's not much, but it'll ease your transition to the afterlife. The cleric gripped his
4: holy symbol and laid his hand on my shoulder. I felt the energy of his magic relieve the pain. But I still could feel my life slipping away. And looking back, I wish I had died that day. But then something happened, which changed my life.
1: Hello, boy. You appear to be dying. Isn't it obvious? Indeed it is. But what if it wasn't? What if you could be saved? I think that would make you a god. (laughs) Bah! gods, they care not for the mortal realm, but I do. In fact, I have a vested interest in this particular realm. And if you would be so kind as to assist me, I could make it worth your while.
4: I don't think I could lend you much aid in my current state.
1: And there, you are incorrect, friend. You see, I have come into possession of a certain item which needs to be kept safe. I could do it myself, certainly, but I am far too important for such minor details. So if you were to keep it safe for me, I would owe you my gratitude. And would you have me take it to the grave? No, 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 no. See, the side effects of this particular item, and this is what you'll really enjoy, is that it will keep you alive. See? Here it is. Look. Just bringing it close to you has stopped that pesky bleeding.
4: And so it has. But even if I am to live, the Lich King's army is sure to destroy us all. I would not be able to keep your items safe for very long.
1: (laughs) Oh, I believe that he will soon become busy with other matters and will no longer be able to focus his energies on this trifling
4: skirmish. Do we have an accord? If I were to agree... I assume your gratitude would put you in my debt, would it not?
1: Damn. You are a clever one, catching me in my words. Is that your own wisdom or the effects of the magic? Hmm. Either way, yes. If you help me with this, let's call it a grand joke. I would owe you one, single, favor.
4: So my life was saved, but the cost was much too steep. My existence soon came under constant threat. Word of the prince's actions got out, most likely from his own boasting. Every enemy of the Lich Kings was soon hounding my footsteps, trying to take for themselves the phylactery of power that beat as a heart in my own chest. I learned to survive, and I learned to fight. I hid myself in the depths of powerful guilds, gambling on their protection. But age makes fools of us all. And when I came across you, Corbin, this foolish old man became sentimental. I called in my favor for you, son, to keep you safe, instead of myself. And now my enemies are at my back. They surround the city, and I am but one man. So take my story, my training, my experience, and use this one last gift. And live.
3: And so concludes Secrets, Lies, and Undead, Chapter 1. This special episode is brought to you by the RPG Academy players Michael, Scott, Matthew, and Caleb. Featuring special guest performances by Devin of the Sharkbone Podcast, RPG Gamer Dad of the RPG Gamer Dad Podcast, James D'Amato of the One Shot Podcast, and Hiroshi of the Cthulhu and Friends podcast. Secrets, Lies, and Undead is run in the 13th Age gaming system. The campaign is written and run by Michael. This script was written by Caleb and improvised by Matthew, Scott, and Michael. This episode was produced and edited by Michael.
0: Thanks for attending the RPG Academy and listening to our podcast. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. This podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize.
3: But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash the RPG Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We will use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality.
0: And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out numerous ways. One, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes, or you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Also, if you clear your cookies and then visit Amazon or through RPG through our portal, we get a kickback from your orders, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like an
3: RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at VPGacademy.com or you can reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google+. We are there under the RPG Academy.
0: But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host Caleb G at the Caleb G.
3: And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy.
0: Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.